0: This is Radio Free Pro Wrestling, the home of smart and stunning wrestling takes. Follow the show on Twitter at, at Radio Free Pw. The liberation
1: starts now.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a extra special episode of Ready Free for Professional Wrestling, or like I want to call it now, WrestleManiaology. As I'm here with Chris and Matt from Six Win Media, as we build the perfect bracket for the best WrestleMania match ever. Chris and Matt, there's no way we can have any arguments about this, right? No, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be unanimous, no debate at all. Behind the scenes with Six Win Video. How did that come together and how do you guys found your love of wrestling?
1: All right, well, I'll take it on how it came together. I'll let Matt answer how he discovered wrestling. <laughs> um, so, when the pandemic kicked off, we found entertainment in our group chat by putting together brackets of like pop culture things and just letting our friends vote on which one would win. We did like one matchup a day. We did things like best TV show, best actor, funniest person most badass person like these kind of silly things and then we had the thought a few months ago now well man had the thought he's like why don't we why don't we try to take this into a thing where we have more than just our friends vote on it and then we can take what we love to talk about and do a youtube about it and i was just like absolutely so we kicked off we we got our start back in december 2022 (laughs) and uh and we've been rocking and rolling ever since seeing some some good growth and we've just been having a blast so That's kind of how we got started. And Matt, how did you get into wrestling?
0: Yeah, well, we are huge wrestling fans. And I think like if we started with a best actor bracket, but I to try and pull in a little bit more of like a wide audience and see how it would work. But I think like if we only did wrestling brackets, we'd be we'd be in heaven. We'd be happy with it. Um, I'll tell you a story, a really quick, funny story. This is a true story about maybe the first time I was into wrestling. I didn't really start watching until kind of that like third grade, fourth grade age. But when I was younger, uh like probably three or whenever a kid gets potty trained. Hopefully like around three. 12. You know, yeah, when I was still in third grade, you know, I think my parents wanted to like give me a toy for like the first time I did it on my own or whatever. It's probably happened with everybody. Maybe not. And I finally did it, got into my little, you know, plastic toilet potty that I sat on the ground. My dad was going to take me out to buy a figure. My mom sent. okay, he wants a wrestling figure, but just don't buy him Sting. And I came back, and Mom was like, what'd you get? And I was like, Sting with, like, the rat tail, bleach-blonde hair. And she was like, no, <laughs> it meant forever. Probably made me a wrestling fan because it angered my mom. It's sweet. sweet. I never heard that story. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got one question. Why do your mom have some
2: issue with Sting about people?
0: I don't know. I don't know what, what he was doing at the time when I was three. He must have been, <laughs> he was probably just like that, that, Punk kid in the arcade that my mom thought face paint and the blonde bleach blonde hair, just bad news. They want me growing
2: up into that. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it's kinda of funny because I got into wrestling about 1989 and it was basically Sting and the Four Horsemen. They basically broke up at class of the champions. And that's the basic birth of like Surfer Sting. And that's what yeah. you're talking about with the rat tail and stuff. Yep. So it's just funny how everything comes together sometimes. Okay, gentlemen. I'm gonna go ahead and we'll go with our side of the bracket first. So, coming out of Radio Free Professional Wrestling Region, I want to go hit you guys with a hard debate here because I would have had a challenge been this bracket, like seeding wise together. My number one seed is Taker versus Sean from WrestleMania 25 and 26. And I always say you got to see both of these matches to get the full story, as it's Mr. WrestleMania trying to end the streak. But unfortunately, it causes him his career. And I have put this up against the number eight seed. And my younger self would be screaming and typing on the keyboard right now. It's Ricky the Dragon Seaboat versus Rainy Savage. Yeah, that is a tough match. <laughs> so, Great one. Yeah, the HBK Taker
0: saga that played out is just an incredible story with incredible matches to cap it off. So those, those are phenomenal. But like you said, the Macho Man Steamboat match was probably like that first WrestleMania match that just... Was uh, you know ten out of ten amazing in ring match.
1: I would I would debate that you can have two matches in one slot. I know it's one story, but you could technically say Rock Austin and their trilogy was was one big long story. But taking that is what it is. Even if you take them individually, I still got to give it to Taker HBK. Um, what's funny is Shawn Michaels known as Mister WrestleMania. I don't have his record off the top of my head, but he actually has a losing record at WrestleMania if I'm not mistaken. But just from like a story perspective, and I like how you can put it, how Mr. WrestleMania tries to end the streak of Undertaker, and it's such a good story and they didn't miss a beat and I would have to go as good as Savage Steamboat is from like a bat perspective. You know, it still kind of set that bar all these years later, what 30 years Thirty
2: plus years later, I'm still going take her HPK all the way. Okay, guys. Originally, I was going to have Steve Oates Savage in the four or five slot. Yeah, and I got watching it like twice this week too. Finally put it into the right place in this bracket. And I got thinking, yeah, it's a great match, but is it the greatest match in WrestleMania history? And I'm going, no. And I'm kind of feeling sorry for myself, but no, I I can name some more matches that are better than Savage and Steamboat. At the time, yes, it was one of the greatest matches ever. So let's slide over to the Six Wind region with your guys' one versus eight matchup.
1: So this was... The Undertaker versus Triple H, WrestleMania 28, also known as the end of the year, end of an era matchup versus Macho Man versus Warrior from WrestleMania 7. I think with our bracket, we both were chatting about it before we hopped on here. I think the end of the end of an era matchup is like our golden child here for it to go on, hopefully move on to the finals. It's the strongest match. I watched it last night and it's been 11 years since that match. I know who's going to win, but it doesn't take away from how entertaining that match is. Just from, like, uh, a story standpoint, of course, with, you know, your wild card Sean as the ref, who didn't hold any bias to either one, and then that moment where Taker eats the super kick from Michaels, turns it right into the pedigree, but he still kicks out. Like, I'm getting chills just talking about it. It's that good of a match, and just how Triple H is just dominating, like, the first... 75% 75% of the match and Triple H yelling at Shonda just end it just end it if you don't end it I will and then of course Taker turns it around and spoiler alert the streak did not end in that match but it was just a, such a good way to cap it off
0: yeah you could almost argue that like the greatest story told across WrestleManias is this HBK Triple H Taker because that's really involved with Taker still um, the eight, Triple H Taker match is really still a continuation in a way of that HBK match. I think that might be just like, we could maybe all agree that that little storyline of all those matches might be the best. Maybe yeah, maybe there's some for debate. I threw in Macho Man Warrior to try and get a little bit of an older matchup from some of the early manias. And there was this trio of like three really good uh, kind of like main events. Five, it was Savage versus Hogan when the mega powers finally exploded. Six was Hogan Warrior um, when Warrior finally like took home the title and then seven was savage versus warrior i'm a little biased because macho man's my favorite of the three so i snuck him on there and i think one thing that a lot of matches like as great as some of like the we have like the best in ring performances and matches for sure within you know our sixteen. I think some things that are missing are kind of a story that's told outside of the ring. And this had that Miss Elizabeth storyline. Savage and her had kind of like separated, parted ways, and he was with someone else, and he was just getting like beat down, and his valet at the time, I think it was uh, Sherry, uh, like turned on him, and Miss Elizabeth like finally came to the ring, and they reunited, and Savage was a face again. And I think that kind of really its a good match, of course, but I think that storyline outside of the match really elevated it and why I wanted to put it in here. Yeah, but and- I'd probably go take your Triple H, too.
1: <laughs> for sure. And quick pause for Matt's Macho Man impression. Sorry to put you on the spot. Oh,
0: yeah, the Macho Man, Randy Savage.
2: There we go. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all love doing the uh, Macho Man voice. Now, so, I yeah. was at WrestleMania 27, so I saw the first, well, technically what they want to tell you is the first tri- Triple H Undertaker match for yeah. getting that Biker Taker face. Uh, Triple H right. five years before but the story for your one seat is is coming back for redemption because in his heart he feels like I didn't walk away from WrestleMania 27 had help to get back to their yeah. back and he, we didn't see him for almost like six to nine months and he uh, comes out uh, and he's basically asking Triple H, I want redemption I'll give you another chance at the street and Triple H is going, no, I'm good I don't want to end this because I know what I have to do to end this yeah, and like he, like you guys said, these four matches in a row from twenty five to twenty eight is the greatest story ever told by the WWE or slash WWF.
0: Right on. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could definitely make that argument for the WrestleMania matches. It's it was all tied together, and and even if it wasn't planned, they were able to tie all these matches and like the careers of these guys together. So yeah, super impactful stuff.
1: <laughs> right, and I forgot. I don't know how long before this WrestleMania 28 match it it was. If memory serves, we hadn't seen Triple H for a while. Uh, And I want to say it was like a month or two prior to WrestleMania. Triple H came out and he wasn't announced and people were like, oh shit, it's the game. And then immediately his like big return was cut short because the Undertaker's music hit. And they just had that face off
2: again. And it was just like, oh, are they going to run it back? And then sure enough, they did. Exactly. I remember that uh, stare down. They didn't say no worse whatsoever. Right. And all you hear is all the people in the stadium going, they're going to do it again. And they're just <laughs> screaming their heads off because they know what's coming. Okay. So back on Radio Free Professional Wrestling Region, our two versus seven matchup. It's a tale of two different eras, because the 2C is Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes, it's the one where you have the double turn. Yeah. And it's facing off against TLC2, as we have the Dudleys versus the Hardys versus Ed and Christian. And that has the classic spot where Jeff is hanging from the belts and is pierces the hell out of them.
1: This one's tough for me. I would say from just pure entertainment value. Even that's a tough call, but I would have to give the edge—no pun intended—to the latter match or the TLC match rather, just because it was a spot fest, spot after spot, and you know Edge and Christian walked away as champs. But in terms of like my vote, if I'm clicking that button and deciding which one to vote on, I gotta go Austin Brett just for significance of what that started and just what it set in motion for Austin. And can't forget honorable mention how well played it was by Ken Shamrock, special guest referee. Total side note. Would love to see him in the Hall of Fame one day soon. But yeah.
0: Yeah. I think like what Chris said is definitely I'd agree with. Like probably for its impact on wrestling for the next few years would go uh Austin, uh Brett. But I will just pull a bias vote just to spread some votes around because i think we'll probably have uh awesome brett move on i was such a big fan of like the hardcore style at that point in my life like those are like my favorite guys i didn't care that much about like the main like title contenders i loved kind of that mid card and like the hardcore stuff so this was everything i wanted in a match uh, i had like some of my favorite wrestlers at the time because like i said i, I like the mid card guys a bit more so i'll throw out a, a slightly biased vote for dl tlc match but it is incredibly entertaining And uh, if you're arguing match you'd want to watch back more often, I could could, uh, see arguments with TLC match over uh, Hart Austin.
2: Right. I mean, with the TLC match, you basically have all six of these guys in a prime, and it's basically Edge and Christian coming into your own, and eventually you're going to see them split apart and have pretty good single runs. And I just literally watched Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin this morning before I came on to chat with you guys, and it still gets me seeing Austin with that criticism, Matt, as JR's <laughs> calling it, and he's like, I don't believe he's going to give up. And you're right, Ken Sharp does the best special guest referee in WWF history. He belongs in the WWF Hall of Fame because he did so much for that era, giving some credibility to the WWF. Cool. Yeah,
1: and uh one thing I will mention, just in favor of the TLC match, was just like it was just such a good representation of the landscape of WWF at the time because like that, it's not like that match went on last. Like that match, like it was six people scratching and clawing to try to have the match of the night, and that's that was the attitude. No pun intended. Again, that was the attitude back then, where like okay, if we're not going on last, like doesn't matter where you are on the card, you go out there and you give it everything you have don't hold back and everyone was like kind of fighting for that
2: top position and i just you know super cool attitude arrow was awesome here's that right, because that tlc2 matches literally halfway through the pay-per-view right okay guys we're sliding back over to the six wins region as we look at your guys's two versus seven matchup. what do we have
1: Okay, so our two versus seven is the uh, WrestleMania 30 matchup. We, we each took, just a little background, we each took four picks. So four of these are mine, four of these are Matt's, and then we kind of pitted them against each other. We talked about it a little bit, but we thought this was a really good matchup because they're both from the same WrestleMania, WrestleMania 30. Uh, my pick was Taker versus Brock, which, was it the best match? Absolutely not. But I had the thought in mind, like, was Rock Hogan the best match? And it's just like, well, not really. Hogan was kind of limited to like clotheslines and hulking up and then maybe a leg drop. So I put this on here just for strictly because I don't think there's ever been a WrestleMania match that was talked about as much as Taker versus Brock. We saw the streak finally come to an end and just the reaction from everyone in the building and at home, like we were talking about, like it took three to three, four, five seconds for everyone to be like, Wait, Brock won. Wait, the, the streak. Some what? And then just how much it sucked the life out of the arena. Just how purely unbelievable it was, and just how it sure say we will was Brock the right guy to do it? Maybe, maybe not. But fact is, he was the guy that did it, and he just catapulted and then went on to like squash Cena and just be the most like legitimate badass. You know, as Pat McAfee said, if it, if an alien invasion occurred. And we could only send one person to go fight those things. We're sending Brock Lesnar <laughs> and no questions asked. So that was my reasoning for that pick. Matt, what about you?
0: Yeah, the other match, the Daniel Bryan versus Batista versus Orton triple threat for the title. In the main event, Daniel Bryan had to beat Triple H the in the opening match earlier. So he was coming off of that match, uh, two match performance that night. This was actually the last one I've not gone here. I debated a few because it was a really good match in-ring perspective really exciting great false finishes um but i think the reason i got it on here was i don't know if there's a match in recent years that's people have been more into and everybody really wanted the same result like nobody was like if we want Orton and batista <laughs> like sometimes you get those guys and they're like yeah i still want lesnar to retain just for the shock value like everybody wanted brian and this match is like a probably top 10 all time, like crowd investment, uh, even if it's not the best in the ring. So I think between these two, I would take that triple threat um, and I'll look for probably the crowd helping it more so than anything.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: What would you pick if you had to move one of these on?
1: I would go Brian versus Batista versus Orton because as low, as as much of a low point that Undertaker streak ending took WrestleMania 30, it was able to be saved by this last match. And it was actually kind of cradled between like the ultimate WrestleMania moment with Hogan Rock and Austin sharing a ring. And then it was just like dive bomb. Everyone's all depressed. Taker streak ended. And then everyone can go home happy because Daniel Bryan finally overcame the odds. And, and here we are. So I'm going Bryan Batista org
2: What about you? Uh, this is a hard one, Chris and Matt. I remember this mania. I remember watching it. And just like everybody else, I was shot as hell when Brock beat Taker. I was gonna be like, wait a minute. No, this can't happen. <laughs> I mean, this is the hottest run for any professional wrestler of the modern era for Brian Downson or Daniel Bryanson as he's. No, now since you guys went with the uh, triple threat, I'll go take her. Brought this for the shock factor and yeah. how it just oh, took everybody to keep her warrior status. Yeah, <laughs>
0: right. That's totally fair. I ask, that might have been my even though I think the triple threat is the better match total. I think my favorite moment from that WrestleMania was <laughs> seeing everybody's reaction.
1: Like, yeah, <laughs> that was incredible. Mine was when Hulk called it the Silver <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
2: I remember the have like I think that's when you sort of think. Um, Hogan. Yeah, nice to see you. Just stay right there. No, right. you don't need a live mic. We got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gentlemen. We're going back to Radio Free Professor Wrestling's uh, region here. We're at the three versus six matchup, and this is two matches that define an era. I have Rock versus Hogan. And if you guys watch the lead up to this feud, you would see Hogan as the heel and Rock as the face. And it takes about two minutes in Toronto to flip this match on the head. And you get a slightly edging heel Rock putting over Hogan, who basically ran him over with <laughs> a semi-truck like three months ago <laughs> in this but... timeline. And our sixth seed is the first ever ladder match between Razor Ramon and HBK. And it may not hold up with ladder matches you see today, but this was the start of the ladder matches. Yeah.
1: That, you know, that's, that is a common thread and what we talk about sometimes with like, you know, we talk about athletes and it's like, has the expectation of what an athlete could do changed and grown? And it's like, sure. Is it more, you know, competitive in wrestling right now? Are these, are these guys and gals more athletic than they were 30 years ago? It's like, yeah, but like that ladder match was, was super special. Uh, That dive off the top of the ladder was iconic on the level of like Superfly Jimmy Snuka coming off the top of the cage you know that's such an iconic moment I'm probably going to have to go Rock Hogan you know you talked about the build to Rock Hogan and I just remember that promo in the ring where the NWO Rock comes out and it just like, you know, you want to talk about chills when The Rock's like, Hulk Hogan, you talk about headlining. WrestleMania after WrestleMania after WrestleMania. Well, how about the headline and one more WrestleMania with The Rock? And then the pop of that crowd at JR, like, totally it- selling it on commentary. And it exceeded all hype. It was such a good match, you know. From a technical standpoint, does not matter? Uh, it was just one of those, like, unbelievable moments where all the stars aligned. Uh, so I'm going to go Rock Hogan from 18. Right on. Yeah, I mean, the... We all know it, the first
0: five to ten minutes of that match was just a a screaming fest where they stared each other down Mm -hmm. because the crowd was so into it and was loving every minute of it. I think it obviously was the more electrifying atmosphere and electrifying match between the two. Uh, But I will split this spill right now so that you might have to be the tiebreaker and pick who's moving on. I am going to go with the HBK Razor Remote ladder match. Because I just think that was every bit as good and exciting for the audience to see something they had never seen before. This was like something the audience had never seen before, but wanted to. This was something the audience had never seen before, no idea what to expect from this match, and it still blew it away.
2: So I'm okay. going to go HBK Razor. Stand up here. This latter match originally was slated for the uh, Bret Hart versus British Bulldog uh, match at Wembley Stadium. And they did a tryout match with it and they decided to go a different direction. So they Hello. saved the ladder match stipulation to Just... Razor versus HBK. Yeah. I love both matches. Good <laughs> God. I am like Sean. So I'm gonna go with the original ladder match. I'm going HBK original okay. okay. to upset Rock Hogan. Okay. That's why I pick all Matt Hardy as my
0: favorite matches of all time, because we so- share the same name to
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, I don't know if you know this or Matt, I don't know if you know this. Just a question that arose in my mind as we're talking. How long had it been since hbk was on a solo run like i i guess guess, how long had it been since he turned on marty genetti in the classic barbershop to this match here was he was he solo for a year three years
2: okay i know somebody's gonna tweet below here or message me later when they hear the podcast i want to say this is a couple years later okay Pretty sure Sean is coming in semi heel. They're basically tweeners, both of them are trainers, but it's been yeah. a moment since that breakup up the Rockers, and Sean had a run there as the mega hot heel bringing up the beloved Rockers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, gentlemen. Let's slide back over to the sixth win region as we look at three versus six. What do we have, guys? All right. We're going to pick our Austin matches here. I'll talk if you
0: want me to talk about both of them or
1: uh, go, go with your selection and I'll.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. All right. I picked Rock rock versus austin at 17 because i think this is the epitome of an attitude era match it was bonkers with just you know interferences referee knockouts turns we have corporate austin i think it perfectly encapsulates what like attitude era wrestling was it was anything could happen uh no wrestlers like face or heel status was protected or safe nobody was safe from like being hit or turned on it was just a bonkers match between two of the most popular guys at the time <laughs> was it an incredible in-ring performance no but you were just you had no clue what would happen and i think growing up in that era like man i just remember being like oh, what's gonna happen next who else might come out and interfere what what will they find in the ring now so i've I snuck that one on there for a great austin and rock match cool
1: yeah i went this might be a little unexpected i actually went Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold Steve Austin from just this past WrestleMania, WrestleMania 38. And The reason why I put it on there, and I watched it again last night, I've never had my jaw on the floor for an entire match. But that was the case when I watched this live last year. I never thought it would happen. I never thought Austin would go again in a match. And not only that, it just exceeded my expectations. Again, just like, you know, I think I mentioned with with Rock and Hogan. Um, I... Been such a big Stone Cold fan. He's my number one of all time, like a lot of us are. And as it was building, people were like, is it going to be like just a talking segment? Is Are they going to do the thing where Austin just hits him with a stunner and leaves? Or are they going to do an actual match? Because can Austin go? And when they were building it up, and they were cutting that promo with the middle of the ring for the KO show, and Kevin Owens challenged them, but then they just did a close-up on Austin's face, just looking super pissed off, like... You know, you don't want this. You do not want it. And then the referee comes out, the bell rings, and then from that moment until... Austin pinned him. I was like, what am I seeing right now? And it started off a little slow when he was doing the mud hole stops in the corner. I'm like, Austin's looking a little like like Aegis caught off with him. He's looking a little slow. But I almost think they did that intentionally to make you think like he was gonna be that slow the whole time. But they brawled out into the crowd. Austin was taking suplexes onto like the hard floor. And the classic spot where he drove KO up in the four-wheeler and then suplexed him, you know, on other sides of the ring. Again, from a technical standpoint, was it a five-star date in Meltzer match? No, but was I entertained and just, like, could not believe what I was seeing? Absolutely, that's what I put on there. That being said, it's really tough for me to call I'm going to stick with Matt. I'm going to go Kale Austin
0: as my vote for this. Fair enough. I will stick with the match I paid because as exciting and awesome as it was to see Austin come back and do a match, got Austin in his prime doing a WrestleMania main event. So I'm going to go Austin
2: Rock here. <laughs> so if you want to be our tiebreaker again. <laughs> okay. So Matt, with your match, it is way better in the ring. And only problem with your match, Matt, is... The ending where Vince comes out and we get the start of corporate Steve Austin to sell out Steve Austin. <laughs> and Steve Austin even says later on he regrets doing it because it basically kills like his character there yeah. for a while and it yeah. takes a while for him to get any heat back up and being popular again. But I'm going to side with Chris because oh, well, right. we didn't know what we we're going to get with this KO segment. Yeah. And we just kind of started going, maybe it'll brawl. Are we cool with a brawl? wait a minute we're getting a freaking bash when then by the end of this i want to see them do have a rematch and that alone <laughs> there advances chris's pick to the next round there you go and yeah i'd agree i'd I'd want to see that rematch too
1: I- <laughs> yeah it would be awesome and, and i don't know austin must have swinged at least a dozen beers throughout the match not even including how many <laughs> but he was just drinking beer after beer after <laughs> me which is hilarious classic austin
2: yeah it was It. Was- It's probably one of the best happy endings to a mania in a while. Right. Okay, we're sliding over to the final matchup in the Radio Free professional Wrestling Bracket. And we saved the hardest for the last because it's the four versus five matchup. And just like the NCAA tournament, this is where all the upsets could possibly happen. Or they may not. But allow me to introduce you to our matchup as we have Brent versus Owen Hart from WrestleMania 10. And we're putting that sucker up against probably everybody's favorite retirement match it's HBK versus Rip It's the I'm sorry, but I love you, but I will end this career for you. <laughs> I'll
1: I'll take it away. God, truth be told, it's been a little bit since I watched Brett First Owen. No is a classic match. But I'm going to speak more to the HBK Flair match because that is that is my pick. Just what a great career. And we're going to pretend, just like we're going to pretend that Austin Hielsen never happened, we're going to pretend this actually was Flair's retirement match. Um, in fact, I was watching the Money in the Bank ladder match from... Like WrestleMania 23, I think it was his second ever Money in the Bank ladder match. But Flair was still going at a very high level. Like I want to say he took a back body drop like off the ladder. Like he was still going. And uh, just what a way to go out. There's very, very, very few people that you want to retire you than Mr. WrestleMania himself, Shawn Michaels. So that's going to be my pick. And I mean, what a great gif or gif, however you pronounce it, with just that I'm sorry. I love you. Super kick. He pins them and then he immediately hugs them and they embrace And I mean, Flair has given us so many of those emotional moments over the years, just like his retirement. So that's my pick. Matt, what about you?
0: Yeah, this is wild. And I think I have a way to, to choose. I was probably going to pick HBK versus Flair anyway. But I was, as I was thinking of it, I was just like Owen Hart versus Bret Hart. They're truly family. And they went in and I think the interesting about this match is they might have done the tag match as like a dark match opener, but this one was either the opening match or the second match of the WrestleMania. So I guess a little bit different than a lot of the matches we picked. Most of ours are main events. This one like opened and probably stole the show at that WrestleMania. So it was phenomenal. And these are two guys like Owen always feeling like he's in breath shadow and finally beating him. And telling, like, this really, like, family story in the ring. But HBK and Flair, for not being related, although working together for years, and telling equally as powerful of, like, a story of two people that care about each other so strongly and, like, have, like, respect but still have to, like, do this match as two people that are actually related. I'm going to give it to HBK Flair. Like, that. that's the kind of performance and entertainment and some of, like, the acting skills um in ring that wrestlers all need to have in spades to be the top guys and they were able to do it just as
2: good as Owen and Brett who actually are related yeah okay so I'm maybe slightly biased here because Brett versus Owen this was basically the end of a storyline where they started out the year before at Survivor Series and Owen Hart was literally the last surviving member of the Hart family versus I want to say it was Jerry Lawler's group of knights or whatever and the story goes the whole family comes out, they celebrate, and Owen feels slighted. So Brett offers to tag up with him at the Royal Rumble to face the Packers. And this is where Owen turns on Brett and they don't win the titles. And finally, he drags Brett into finally accepting, yes, I'll have this match. I never want to have this match. And you think. Brett is going to win it. No, it's on it, Wins it? Now, Brett goes on later that night to face Yokozuna and wins the World Heavyweight title. But no, no, that's... I know. I so love Flair versus HBK and like everybody else, I kind of want to wipe my memory of anything passive of the player <laughs> so i'll take my five seed to advance here you know
0: what i know you guys both took hbk versus player but i'm moving on the hard match <laughs>
2: okay joan it's the final matchup of this bracket what does six win media have as their four versus five all right the six wins media four versus five
1: is roman reigns versus brock lesnar for wrestlemania 31 and HBK versus Kurt Angle from WrestleMania 21. Do you want to speak on your pick and then I'll speak on mine?
0: Yeah, I'll speak a little bit on, on my pick, but I know you actually watched that match this morning, I think. So you I might be did. able to talk a little bit more about what happened in it. But I had to get Kurt Angle in this bracket because I had a few matches of his that I I was really torn between this one, HBK versus Angle, and uh, Guerrero versus Angle at twenty the year before, but Angle is on is one of my like favorite uh, wrestling performers of all time, and he can do incredible things in the ring and have incredible matches. I ended up going with the HBK one, came in with Mr. WrestleMania. This was a great match. Again, it was uh, it was not the main event, and several matches went on after it, but it was pretty widely considered like the show stealer from twenty one, the match of the night. So they didn't have to have like stuff as much on the line, titles on the lineup, but on a good match. So, and I don't know what I'd pick yet. I'll wait till Chris tries to sell me on Reigns.
1: Okay. All right. I'll, I'll spin it. And then, yeah, just, I mean, I, I just have one other thing to touch on from an HBK angle. It was really cool. Cause you weren't expecting it. You know, they, they played up on like HBK trying to beat angle at his own game. So it was very much like a mat wrestling clinic. And there was a lot of like submissions. There were a lot of like classic wrestling moves. On Sean's end. And yeah, and then Angle ended up taking the victory. But the amount of times that he got him in the ankle lock and Sean was able to reverse it or just, like, fight out of it. Super cool. Super good match. Um, But my pick was Reigns versus Lesnar. Now, when I talk about bias, Matt and I were actually both at WrestleMania 31. We were living in California at the time. And it it was a very funny feeling because it was right, you know, in the middle of, like, Reigns being kind of forced on everyone and the fans not wanting him to be the guy. And coming into it, it was really hard to get excited about this match. Is this going to be a great WrestleMania that goes out on a dud? Because nobody wanted Reigns to win. People didn't particularly want Lesnar to win, but the heat was so strong for Reigns, people are like, okay, well, let's get behind Lesnar. And then I actually really liked the match, even before the heist of this century happened. I liked how they just had Brock destroying Reigns pretty much the entire match. And Reigns was like laughing at him. He was just taking it, taking it, and he started laughing. And then when Reigns started to rally, that's when the people are like, no, here we go. Here's when Reigns does his like unthinkable and he's the guy. And then Rollins' music hits and everyone's like, Oh my God, we did not expect this. Rollins comes out, nobody saw it coming. We'd actually tell we'd actually went to the Raw the night before the night after too. And we were like, could the cash in happen at Raw? Like we were all thinking about that. No way would it happen in Armenia. Well, it did. And, it you know, the heist of the century, it's now one of the most iconic moments of all time. So even though I put this one down, my pick would still probably be HBK versus Angle. So I'm going to
0: flip and go personal bias. I'm going to take yours and go Reigns versus Lesnar. Seth Rollins was my favorite wrestler at the time. He's still one of my favorite wrestlers. I went bananas when his music hit. I jumped up on my chair. I was a couple uh, like $10 Coors Lights deep there <laughs> in San Francisco, and I was Losing my mind, like Chris said, I was like, oh, we're going to the raw after Mania. I bet Rollins Cassius wasn't my favorite wrestler. When it he won it at Mania. And if I was like 13 years old instead of practically 30 when that happened, I would that would have been the moment for my life. But I was an old, old guy then. So I, I couldn't be like, that changed my wrestling life and I was a fan forever.
2: What do you think about these two matches, Sean? Yes, I love HBK versus Kurt Angle, but I'm going to go and advance Reigns versus Brock here to the okay. next round because the Heights of the Century was one of the greatest moments of the modern WrestleMania series. And you're right. Everybody thought that it's going to be Roman. We all thought it's going to happen. And I remember this is the year where at the Royal Rumble, they had The Rock come out and raise the... Roman's hand and people were booing the rock yeah. this was uh-huh. that He was in the ring with Roman. And I'm going like, they are in so much trouble. They just brought out <laughs> their biggest star ever. And Roman's heat is rubbing off on the rock.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was wild. The their consolation prize was to have Daniel Bryan open the show and win the IC title, which was nice. That was a really good ladder match. Yeah. Um, and then I don't I don't want to get too much on an unrelated subject, but Sting versus Triple H also took place at that mania. We were talking about that match a little bit. I think that match is two small shifts away from being a really, really great match because when DX and NWO came out, those are great moments. I think number one, obviously, you have Sting win. Have Sting win the match, and it is an awesome match. Number two, you had NWO versus DX, but DX had four, NWO only had three. I don't know what their terms were with Goldberg at the time, but if you had Goldberg make an appearance to even the odds, I mean, that's like, you know, fantasy booking, but that match was so close to being just iconic and they, and they, Slightly missed a boat by having Triple
2: H win. You know, we were having such a great friendship here, Chris, and you (laughs) vowed killed it here because that match was one of the worst wrestling Mania matches ever, in my personal opinion. I think I would rather have Seth Rollins just come down and have a match with Sting at Mania or have Sting versus Triple H just straight up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the outcome was just not what I think anybody would want. I think, oh, hey, you finally got Sting in the WWE. After so many years, only to let him lose his very first major pay per view. Right. Yeah. I I'm odd,
0: more on your side. I didn't love it. Uh, just because. Yeah. I was like, oh, here we go. It's a it's another Triple H fest. And. A lot of the internal things didn't make sense. Like, I get like maybe NWO guys would come out because the WWE, WCW feud, but those NWO guys feuded with Sting. Like, they weren't, they were rivals during WCW. And being outside of wrestling and outside of the kayfabe, you know how close like Nash and Hall are with like Shawn Michaels and Triple H. So it was just, it it was hard. I was like, oh, this is so forced. I, I'm like, I can't, I can't buy into it. It was hard to like buy into the the
2: wrestling and the, the the stage story they were telling. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of Scott Hall, Scott Hall was literally the guy who went to Sting went, "Hey, you need to reinvent your character. Here's the Crow movie. You need to become somewhat like this." And really? Sting, Scott Bourne, gives him credit for suggesting a character and going forward with it. So that gave a fresh pope a paint with Sting in the later years of WCW. Oh, wow. I had no clue on that. That's awesome. Interesting. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the bracket before you. You can go to Six Win Video to vote on their side of the bracket. You can go to Rail Free Pro Wrestling on Twitter at RadioFreePW Free PW to vote on our side. The whole bracket will be out as soon as you listen to this podcast on Monday here. So we hope. You have a great start of the week. Chris, Matt, it was a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. And we hope to have you back here in a couple weeks to talk about the results of this. Heck yeah. Right on. word forward to it, Sean. Great to meet you, my friend.
0: This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcast and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.